Repareer het. En begin op repareerhet.nl. Een initiatief van Sieren. Je luistert naar Radio Zuidoost. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via kabel, salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de eten. For community news, your interviews, special requests, and others, tune into 105.2 MHz Ether and 103.8 MHz on Kennel. We delight and entertain you. Hey, we also have more stuff coming your way. We have business matters. We have social and educational matters. We have health and healing matters. We also have legal matters. For more information, call us on 020-368-1968. We delight and entertain you. Voice of Niger on Radio Russell every Monday from 6 to 10 a.m. Voice of Niger is right here to promote your business. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Niger. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're now promoting your business. Yeah, we can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06 846 That's 06 846 Voice of Ninja, your place to advertise.
like to say good morning and welcome all our listeners. My name is Apostle Larry Dog. You know. uh, broadcasting now on the airways of Radio Razo. This is Radio Niger. Happy New Year to you all. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you. We honor you for a new beginning. For it shall be well. It shall be better. Because of you. As we proclaim your name this morning, as we exalt your goodness, your majesty, Father, fill the earth, this earth with your presence and glory. Fill our life with, with your goodness. Take all the praise, take all the glory for who you are and for who you ever will remain to be in Jesus' name. Thank you. Touch every life. Every home we are reaching right now, bless every life. Let our lives have a mark of the touch of God. We thank you. gospel inspirational segment where you will enjoy gospel music and also still beats from the word of the Lord. You're listening to Pastor Helen Yorson and the Harmonious Choral performing How Sweet the Name of Jesus Sounds. of faith, rock solid faith. And I believe you can seize this moment to realign your life, your faith and your trust and your confidence in God. Because it will do you a lot of good.
to bring to you the song of the day. The 24th Psalm of the Bible. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of you continue to enjoy gospel music we'll be preparing to bring to you the miracles of Jesus um, a brief period of exhortation from the word of God and this will be done by Apostle Helen Ruth Dargano
talking of. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Somebody, I'm glad to be coming your way this hour. As you have heard, my name is Apostle Helen Rudokino of Rivers of Love Bible Church. I'm positioned this moment to bring a few words of exhortation to you. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We give you praise for a bright new day you've just given unto us again. We thank you for the gift of life. Holy Spirit, please take absolute control and use these lips of clay for the glory of your name. I pray that you touch the ears of our hearers, that they would, O oh God, hear the word of God without any destruction and let it minister to them life. Be glorified, Lord, in Jesus' name. And all the saints joyfully say, Big Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> honestly speaking, I really want to encourage us from my heart, deep down my heart, even though I'm going to uh, read some scriptures, but I just want to talk about signs of um, mature Christians. Why is this important? It's very, very important uh, for us in Christendom to try to grow. When we grow in our spiritual dealings, when we grow and become mature Christians, the job will become easier and the world will become better. Because sometimes it baffles me why people easily get irritated and, and why maturity is not being displayed among us even when we say we are Christians. Therefore, if you are listening to this broadcast and you are a Christian, I am encouraging you to grow, encouraging you to become mature. When people are mature, there are certain things we see in them. So if you are mature in the Lord, you will show up with the attitudes of Christ. Can I hear amen? You will be like Christ. People will see you and see me and we will become readable. We will become readable. They may not necessarily go to the Bible to read, but our exemplary lifestyle will depict, will show, and will promote and lift up Christ in the nation that we are in. Say a big amen. The Bible tells me in the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11, from verse 20, from verse 22, let's read. It says, Then the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. The news, the good news of what was happening around after the crucifixion, uh, the, of, of, um, after the stoning of Stephen, and the church have scattered by that time. People have gone to various places. They have taken, they have hidden themselves in some areas, you know, the disciples of Jesus. So what happened was that there was much persecution. But in the midst of the persecution, things were still happening among them. 
The Bible said the news of these things, what great things that was happening, reached the church in Jerusalem. And they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad. And he encouraged them all that were with purpose of heart that they should continue with the Lord. Hallelujah. They should continue with the Lord. That means he encouraged them. The disciples, they have scattered. They have gone to places, run to different cities and different villages. But the power of God was still with them. Why? Because they, they, that, that seed that had been sown in them, the seed of salvation, went with them wherever they were. They were, they were genuinely converted and became followers of Christ. So if you are a child of God and you say you are a Christian, you must be genuinely converted. You must genuinely leave the old nature. Genuinely repent. Genuinely confess your sins. And then take Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. And then when you have genuinely done this things, I'm telling you, there is no way the old nature will be showing up and will and grow the new nature of Christ, which is in you. Though you may still have the old body, but through the confession that you have made, you have obtained salvation. That means you've been salvation, you've been saved from your wretchedness. You've been saved from the old nature. You've been saved from the things that have the power to destroy. And now you put on Christ. That means you are now having the semblance of Christ in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, grow up. Say, grow, become a mature Christian. It is so sweet when you become a mature Christian. That's the time God can trust you with things. He can trust I mean, just like in the natural, you cannot give a child what he can handle. Many of us are crying and telling, Papa God, please do this, do this, do this. Daddy, do this, do this. Father in heaven, please do this, do this. But we are not getting them because he is expecting some certain level of maturity which we are not displaying. So he cannot give to you that which you are craving for because you are not mature. When you give a child that is craving for fire because he's looking at the flame and it is very, very interesting to him and you put that fire in the sun, it will burn him. So certain things we are craving, but because we are not mature, we can't receive them. So if you want to be receiving from God, please grow and be mature. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the Bible said, this guy traveled. They went as far as to go and be looking for salt. And the Bible also said, the same Barnabas they said, that he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the church. So then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to Sixor, and when he had found him, 
he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. When they were sending somebody to go and meet Saul, after they have heard that this Saul had become converted, they didn't just send somebody who was a novice. They didn't just send somebody who is like a yo-yo. They sent forth a man. A man that was written in the Bible as a good man. Full of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said, he was also full of faith. So look at the qualities of Machado. He was what? A good man. A good man. The Bible called him a good man. The Bible called him a man that was uh, full of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit? See? He was full of faith. And then the Bible also said he, he was a man full of faith. <laughs> so, you see that? You see? The goodness of God in the life of this man began to be manifested to the point that people can testify that indeed he was a good man, he was full of the Holy Spirit, and he was full of faith. Why did they send such a man to go and meet Saul? Because they know that he wasn't just going to go and meet ordinary person, he was just going to go and meet somebody who have was be persecuting the church, who was full of wisdom, who was, you know, who had become so learned in the secular world. So they needed somebody that would have, would be able to contend this man to go and meet him and bring him. The goodness he displayed made them, made others who saw them to now say, indeed, these are Christians. Christians means followers of Christ. Are you hearing me? That word Christian means a follower. And a follower of Christ is a disciple. Or a disciple is a follower of Christ. Then the question is if you become a matured Christian, then you are now a disciple. And then my question is are you a disciple? Are you really, really a true follower of Christ? This morning, I encourage you to know that you can only be called that word, that name, Christian, when they have seen people, the outside world, have seen that you are really displaying the nature of Christ. Let me read what I saw. Somebody posted on Facebook or WhatsApp. And it really touched me. Qualities of a matured Christian. Say, one, they speak the truth at all times. It's beautiful. Do you speak the truth? And I, I agree, I concur with that. Do you speak the truth? Are you saying something on Sunday and then the Monday you are another person. Today now is Monday. Some of us will be going to work and some of us are on the way and some of us have already reached. What sort of language do you speak there among your colleagues that will make them know that you are a follower of Christ? Yesterday you've been in church shouting and praising God. But I encourage that that same joy and that same way you displayed yesterday, you will display it in your environment this very day and this very week. 
the Bible said they are good listeners. Are you a good, a good listener or are you a talker? Good listeners. You see, those who follow Christ, a mature Christian must be able to be a good listener. Because without you listening, very good. How would you be able to assimilate? How would you understand when the correct message is coming? How would you hear from God? So today we have people who will just go on their knees and they pray, 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 they rattle and rattle and they, they just get up. They don't even care to know what God is saying to them. Please grow up and be matured. Because when you grow and you are matured, you will be able to know what is the will of God, an acceptable will of God for you in this very season. As long as you are praying every day, God will speak to you. I pray that you will become a good listener so that you don't only speak to God, but you learn to listen. Mature Christians, they hardly take offense. Wow, I love this one. Yes, even the Bible tells us, offense will abound and offense will come. But woe unto the person from whom offense cometh. Because of offense, people leave the body of Christ. Because of offense, people leave relationships. Because of offense, people are wounded and they leave their jobs. Because of offense, nobody is ready to trust anybody. But mature Christians can go through offense. They can, they, you know, they can put up. They can, they can really endure offense and overcome it. <laughs> you don't need to break out from relationships when offense comes up. But, but endure it and go through it. And that would be a very good mark. That people will look into your life and they say, Ah, this man, this woman, she doesn't take offense. So you can say anything. And she has a way of just playing through the whole thing and then Offense doesn't stay continuously. It comes and it goes. So but the, your ability to handle it when it comes, with what will show that you are a mature Christian. Look at this. He said, mature Christians are quick to forgive. Is it true? Yes, it is. Without forgiveness, your sins can never be written off. So if you want your sins to be written off by God the Father, you also must learn to forgive. You forgive and then you can go before God boldly because you're forgiving somebody else and then you can also ask God to forgive you. But what do we have? Immature Christians are not. It's, when I talk about immature, I'm not talking about just uh, people who are not good. I'm talking about people who have even been in, in church for, for, for years, but they have not grown to become mature. Because of little, little spots here and there, they take offense, they carry on forgiveness, and, 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 they, and they carry bitterness, and they, they sow that seed of bitterness from generation to generation. They never have you worshiping God. Today I pray that you will become, you will be, you will be set free. I pray that the Lord will help you. Let me tell you, my church presence are reliable. Can God trust you? In the midst of storm, are you reliable? Can, can, can your overseer trust you? Can those, can those that have been, you have been worshipping, can they trust you? Or are you the type, immediately a new church comes in town, you jump, then you move to that. And then you lie, 
you are once a member when you were in Africa, so the church has come here and now that you have to join. There was this lady, within two years, this person have gone to four churches. And I begin to wonder, how come? What are they really looking for? Going from one place to place to place to place. You are not matured. As long as you are not matured, you can never be trusted with an intangible. May God set us free from immaturity. And just to end up this because of my time, mature Christians are supportive. You see, they support. They stand with you. Just like uh, the, uh, uh, when we go to the In what way are you supporting the work of God? In what way are you standing with Christendom? Are you supportive? Or you at a time who will complain of what you know and what you do not know? And immediately you go to church, they are talking about raising funds for one thing or the other. You're checking out. You just quickly go because that's why you don't want to hear about it. If you have that nature, God can never trust you with anything. I pray that you will grow up and you will become matured. I pray that maturity will find you, that you yourself will determine to grow as a child of God. I'm leaving you with this word this very week, and I believe that it must have love to bless you. You see, why Barnabas was trusted to go and search for a man like a uh, little son? that if he goes, he, he, he was full of the Holy Spirit. And there was no rattling from Paul or Saul that will, that will make him not to trust in what he has believed, which is in Christ. And they know that he wasn't going by his capacity. He was full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith. Can your church ask you to, to, to go and fetch those who have backslided or who are persecuting Christ, persecuting the world, without you going there, they put Present you a philosopher, you would you just sit there and then the philosopher will dazzle you. You are not mature. Because if you know what you are believing, you will stand firm and you know proclaim Christ no matter the environment you are in. I pray that the Lord will make us mature Christians. I pray that He will make us mature Christians that we will not go about just going to church like nominal Christians, but we will desire to become mature in that which we profess. May God bless you and keep you. And may He cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you as you walk through this whole week. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Say a big amen. Remember, this has come to you from my humble self, Apostle Daniel Dokken of Rivers of Bible Church. You can join us every Sunday in Rikers verse number 89 from 10, from 10 o'clock. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay blessed and keep listening to Radio Voice of Niger. Bye for now. Word of God from the Apostle Helen Rufdok, the director of Radio Niger.
we hit the hour of nine o'clock, I would like to bring to you a piece of the pastoral forum. So just stand by. for a session uh, in 2018. Are you ready? Okay. Well, at least some of you, it, it is proper to help to set our perspectives right. To help ourselves, you know, you know, position ourselves for you know, a good start and a good finish. And uh, in that in that vein, we'd like to uh, delve into this topic. Uh, we're talking about uh, prodigal key, prodigal keys to ex- for, to excellence for the believer in 2018. Now, even if you're not a believer, you can still benefit. So don't be excluded at all. I would like to on this note welcome all our listeners across the world. And especially our guest this morning. I will be co-hosting the program as usual with Apostle Helen Rudokin, who is right in the studio. Uh, so let me take this opportunity to welcome our guest. Uh, we have uh, joining us by Skype all the way from Edom, the chairman of PCC, Pastor Moses Alagwe. Pastor Moses, are you available, sir? Yes, good good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> wow, you sound loud and clear. Yes, I'm alive. <laughs> good morning, Dr. Good morning, my sister. Good morning. Good morning, Doc. Yeah. Bless, bless you, sir. We have uh, also Pastor Elias in the studio. Pastor Elias Ajiman, uh, pastor of uh, Christian Church World uh, Mission uh, from Amsterdam West. Welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready, we are ready too. I want you to feel very much a part of the discussion and uh, throw in your lot and share with us what you think are some of the very good tips we all can follow. In order to have an excellent year. Welcome. Okay, with this, I would like to plunge straight into the topic. Um, uh, let's see. Yes, welcome gentlemen. So I want to read from the book of Joshua, uh, Joshua chapter 1 uh, from verse 8. Uh, I just want to uh, read it and then uh, the men of God can proceed and uh, uh, begin to tell us what they think should be the practical keys to excellence for the believers in 2018. 
uh, our listeners, please, we encourage you to give us a call on the studio line, which is 020-737-1619, wherever you are. RP 020-737-1619, should you want to interact with uh, uh, the men of God in the studio and also who are handling the topic, uh, those in Skype and uh, through uh, in life in the studio as well. So in um, Joshua chapter 1, uh, verse 8, the Bible said, uh, This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. That is the word. So um, I would like to know uh, from uh, Reverend Dr. Moses, the practical key to excellence for the believer in 2018, does it lie on this word that we have just read in the book of Joshua 1.8? Or are there more things uh, we're supposed to know? Thank you very much. Uh, I, the scripture you are choosing is really one of the key scriptures that will help us as believers to enjoy life. You know, that scripture, many people have misinterpreted it. Okay. And they've limited it to financial success, mm. to prosperity. Really? But that scripture is talking about prospering on your way, prospering on your journey, mm-hmm. prospering in life, mm-hmm. uh, reaching your destination. Mm-hmm. And the final destination we all have is to go back to God. Mm-hmm. So if you want to prosper in that journey, mm-hmm. you need to go according to the plan mm-hmm. of God, which is written in the book. So we need to follow the book. And one of the major, major uh, scriptures that summarizes everything mm-hmm. is what Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart mm-hmm. and love people, you love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. If we can do that, I mean, it's not about dogmatic. It's not about oh, uh, laws and orders. Yes. It's about love. Loving God with all your heart. Be passionate for God. Yes. And be passionate about people. Yes. Whatever, whoever come across your way in life, be good to them. Be nice to them. Practically, love them. And that gives you joy. It gives yeah. you courage. Okay. And sometimes also, it's the other way around. Yeah. And from there, it gives you pain. Yeah. And sometimes your mind is even blowing. Yeah. But forgotten that these two elements mm-hmm. is the summary of our life. You can never just be in a line just like this. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just no, a zigzag. No, no. So because our faith that you know, oh, this is life. Sometimes I can be on top. Yeah. Sometimes I can be the bottom. Then it gives you the courage to take the boldness to do everything that you are going to do. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's either A or B. Yeah. Then you expect any of them. Uh-huh. And if you are expecting any of them, then it don't become a surprise to you. Yeah. And from there, we can act in faith wow. and eradicate our fear. That's quite philosophical. I like that. But I, I, if I may come in here, um, 
you know, uh, do we not think that uh, success is a relative thing? Because uh, we all have different points of reference when we talk about success. Uh, but then maybe for the benefit of our listeners, uh, can we uh, maybe give the clear frame of reference? Now, if we're speaking from the perspective of a believer, uh, uh, yeah, success, like Dr. Wozier said, uh, it should not be into material things, but into how we, well, how good we can be, uh, and be, and be good to other people, which is, uh, I mean, which is very important as well. Um, so, given that, yes, uh, you know, what are some of the practical things that we can we can do to to get people? And by the way, I think that our job as as ministers really. To help people to focus on uh, uh, more or, or on eternal values more than the physical, because at the end of the day, this earth is not going to be. It's not a rest. It's, just, it's not a permanent place for everybody. And Christ has urged us to to look heavenward, to seek heavenly things, isn't it? That's right. Uh, so, so I, I, I will use, we'll use this opportunity as well to to, to direct people to be so so minded. Now, uh, what are some, one or two key things that we would like to share with our listeners in order to shape their perspective? Because the way we help them start the journey will determine how well they do along the line. Uh, so, um, what can we say we all should to begin to focus on in order to, to have a good journey? In fact, whilst we were talking, I, had a, I remember uh, something that uh, Paul said to the Philippians. He says, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are, are true, whatsoever things are noble, mm-hmm. whatsoever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, do this, and the God of peace will be with you. So, I mean, that just struck me, you know. So maybe this, this could be some ideas that we, could, we can encourage ourselves and people who are listening to follow. I don't know what you want to share on, on this, but, but yes. what are some of the keys that we should, we should be put, putting out there? Can I, can I ship in something? Yes, sir. Go ahead. You see, um, we need to go back to the beginning. Because uh, when you read the scripture, yeah. Uh, in the beginning, when God created the world, yeah. when He created man, there was a purpose for creating man. We need to understand that purpose. Why am I here? Because if I don't understand the reason why God placed me on this earth, then I miss I miss the road completely. Yeah. There's no meaning in what I do. But if I understand the purpose why God placed me here. Yeah. Then I will be able to, everything I do in life, it should be lined up with that purpose. Then as I continue to drive and, and, and do all my best to accomplish that purpose, then I can succeed. Yeah. Number one, when God created man, if you read the book of Genesis, yeah. he created man to serve him. But if you look at life today, we are not serving God, we are serving ourselves. Uh-huh. People have become so selfish yeah. and they don't depend on God, they depend upon themselves. They want to be independent of God. Yeah. And we see that everywhere, in the church and outside the church. 
People don't reckon with God anymore with what they do. We don't listen to God anymore. Yes. We don't take instruction from the world. And we do our own thing. That's where we already miss the point. Because God created us to serve him. And serving God is serving people. Serving God, I mean loving God, is loving people. You know, when God created the whole world, he gave it to us. To take care of it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the world today, we've messed it up. We are not taking care of anything. It has to begin in our home. How do I take care of my wife? Yes. How do I take care of my children? How does my wife take care of me? How does my children take care of one another and their parents? Mm-hmm. Then you go to the neighbors. How do I help people around me? How do I take care of the environment? How do I use the little I have to contribute to the betterment of humankind? Yeah. You know, those little, little practical things yeah. that we don't recognize. We are thinking of big things. I want to make a difference. No, start where you are. Yeah. Because that's where God has placed you. Yeah. And I believe God has given every individual what we need to to help other people. We are taking up people people think too much about money. Yeah. It's not about money. You can help your neighbor, help them cut their grass, help them clean their house, help, help them to be there when they are suffering. Yeah. Help them to rejoice when they are rejoicing. Many of us we don't know our neighbors. Mm-hmm. We don't even care what is going on in our neighbor. You know, I was in a seminar in uh, last week mm-hmm. and a man from Horning was sharing with us mm-hmm. that a woman died uh, very close to their, about 100 meters to their house. Yeah. And for three years, nobody knew that this woman was dead. Oh. And the dead body was in the home. And there were letters and letters until, until somebody just said, okay, something is happening, let's break the house. Yeah. And they find the, the skeleton oh. of the woman in the house. In this whole land, in this developed, so-called developed country. Yeah. And there are believers everywhere. Mm-hmm. So. My my own uh, suggestion is that we have to go back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why has God placed us here? So that if we don't understand that, then we cannot we cannot make a difference. We cannot we cannot succeed. Yeah. We need to succeed because we need to go back, and that is why Jesus came. Jesus came to bring us back to that purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the life of Jesus, He demonstrated that life for us completely. He lived. To serve God. He came to serve God. He came to heal. He came to serve. He came to to love. He came to feed the hungry. He came to help the helpless. Yes. And that is, I think, we all have to go back to that. Yeah, I, th- I think that you, 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 what you, you said, said in essence, yeah. what uh, uh, Reverend Moses is saying in essence is that if we need to be successful in life, yeah. We have to serve humanity serve and serve humanity. our neighbors better. And for me, I think I see truth in that because people are becoming very self-centered. Yeah. People are becoming so focused only on themselves. They don't care about others. So if we need to be successful, even Jesus said it in, in this word, he that have to uh, be a leader master, yeah. So to be a leader means you, you are standing on a platform of success. So you must be able to serve. Okay, so well, so all this is boiling down to the fact that service to humanity and service to God is is, is the key thing that we should be focused on in order to be to practical to excel and to be successful. And I think that underscores why Jesus came to say, He said, I came 
to be a servant, not to be a leader. Right. That's what he said. Because okay, but, but the thing is that uh, what uh, Dr. Moses just said, the example he gave, uh, it's very sad that something like that can happen. Somebody can, can die and all the neighbors need to know about it for, for, for a long time. Yes. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Because people are so self-centered. No, people is, are so focused in what? People it, are not looking. And that attitude, they carry it over no, 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 no. In, I, into, I, the, I would, into the into the churches. I wouldn't blame are, people And entirely. also in their places of no, church. I wouldn't blame people entirely. Look, uh, a lot has changed into this world. That's, right. uh, that's part of the problem. I mean, you had this kind of interference and another person's business. Before, neighbors are really, really close. We, we, we are much closer, but a lot has changed. The cities we live in, we become so cosmopolitan that you have a neighbor who is from another country you have never seen or heard of that country before. And so it takes a uh, while to even get to, get to know yourself. I remember we had an incident. We didn't know our neighbor until a cat from their home straight into our home. And we, and, and we woke up only for the cat to hear the noise of a cat, a cat in, the, in, the, in the living room. I said, ah, this is strange. We look and look, no, the thing went and hid behind the, wow. the, the, the piece of furniture. Yeah. And then, finally, so we got to meet the neighbor. We said, listen, this, this cat doesn't belong to you. Only to find out that they had a big marital problem. The man had left. The woman was home uh, with the children and uh, was already contemplating divorce. And by the grace of God, that cat which came in was the reason why we had to speak with the woman and to hold on. And God did a miracle. The man eventually came back and the thing was resolved. You know, this kind of things that we are all going through. So I don't know whether there's any practical way we can break through this this kind of walls which have come up, you know, in our modern times between us and our neighbors, for example. Well, somebody is contributing through the Facebook. The person is saying online, he said, uh, I, you have to serve humanity yeah. and you have to do it without financial uh, constraints or the financial, financial considerations. Considerations, yes. Yeah. So just serve humanity. Yeah. You know, that's what um, somebody who is listening to this broadcast yeah. globally now yeah. is. I, I, I want to look. I, we are the, as the church. We are supposed to be the light of the world. Now, we have to maybe get a bit more creative in terms of how we can overcome some of these real barriers which have been put placed in the way in our way for us to really effectively offer service to humanity. These are things which have come up, which our modern world has brought up, and really they are obstacles to the promotion of the gospel. People are not very patient and open to even listening to you wanting to smile to them. Let alone open your mouth to tell them anything you have. People are so skeptical. So now we who are the people of uh, uh, the body of Christ, how can we also develop practical ways of overcoming these real barriers? Because we can talk about it from today to tomorrow, but if we don't find a way to overcome this, we'll be going about in circles. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so you, I, you can react to what this point I just made. Because it is a real problem. You know, look at the example by Pastor given what, what we have also just shared. We, we, have, we have no access to people who are close to us. We, sometimes we want to, but we just can't. They don't want to listen. They are skeptical. They don't trust you. So they don't even want to <laughs> wait one second to spend a minute with you. Exactly. You see? I, I, don't, I don't know if Pastor Elias still has something to say because yeah. I have one or two things to okay. ship in. But I want to listen to Pastor Elias. Yes. 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 Go ahead, sir. <laughs> 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 well, um, 
the line has been drawn and it is clear from our discussions. Uh, we must go back to the basis that is services yeah. to humanity. Yes. And don't forget, as you do it to one another, mm-hmm. we're doing it for God and yes. also for ourselves. Yes. So these are some of the principles we've been forgotten from the past yeah. and maybe thinking otherwise. Mm-hmm. So now it's becoming clear that so sex is not about the amount of money that you have. Yeah. No. So sex is not how big or how fame that you have or whatever. Yeah. But so sex is able to fulfill your godly destiny here on earth. And yeah. that is doing services yeah. to humanity and yeah. also to God. Yeah. So I think uh, these are the things that we need to just revisit mm-hmm. and just try it. It must start with us. Mm-hmm. We don't expect any other person to come and save us, but we must start yeah. by leaving us an example. Yeah. It's not going to be easy because here we are in a society that even if that you are just trying to do uh, any practical thing just to even help one yeah. another, hey, hey, the person is skeptical. Yeah. It might be, he might think that you have an agenda behind exactly. it. Exactly. So the, the, the system the system also has made things a bit difficult, but notwithstanding, yeah. we still need Very, to go back. I, to I like, I'm glad you are, you are accepting that part. Okay, Dr. Moses, no, 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 please, please, that point is very important. <laughs> let's clear it up. Uh, um, you know, love conquers every fear. Uh-huh. There is no fear in love. Uh-huh. And uh, helping people is about relationship. Uh-huh. You know, if you have, if you have, if you have people get to know you, you get to know them. Yeah. It takes time. Yeah. That's very sure. Okay. But eventually, they will see your sincerity. That's right. Yeah. Because there are a lot of deceptions around us. Mm-hmm. People will come around as if they want to help you. Yeah. But they are, in fact, <laughs> helping themselves. Mm-hmm. And before you realize it, they've run away with your property. Exactly. But if we as believers are there genuinely showing our love, it will take some time. You know, let me, like, it boils down to relationship. Right. If you look back at Genesis, what happened first and foremost is that the relationship between man and God was broken. Mm-hmm. Number two, the relationship between men, between man themselves was broken. And those have consequences. And because of those relationships that were broken, the whole world became a mess. Nobody trusts each other anymore. In fact, what we do, we've become so selfish because we want it for ourselves. We lose, we lost our identity. We don't know who we are anymore. If you look at the world, people don't know who they are. Mm. They think they are what they do. If you ask people on this, just go on the street and ask people, who are you? They will say, I'm an accountant. I'm a lawyer. Mm. I'm this. <laughs> because we have, we have, we have lost the purpose for which God has brought us here. Exactly, because and, what is really in the and world when is people, status. When people, yes. when people lose That's their job, true. they think they are nobody anymore because they don't know who they are. So we need to recover who we are to really know who we are and why we are here. Then we can begin to understand that everything boils down to relationship, relationship with God, relationship with one another, relationship with nature. Where God plays us. How do we relate to all these people? How do we relate to God? How do we relate to each other? How do we relate to our, our environment, our nature? Do we take care of our environment? Look at look at where we are in Burma. Most of our environment are so dirty. When we see things on the ground, we don't pick it. Mm-hmm. We throw things everywhere. No, these are the things God has given to us. We need to take care of them. 
How many of us take uh, this uh, family sack and just go around our neighborhood to clean it? How many? You know, these are the practical things we should do. How many of us knock on the door of our, of our neighbor? If you need help, please, I'm here to help in any way. Mm. Let me know. How many of us do that? And I believe, as believers, when we begin to do those things, we're going to see what God is going to do. Because there are a lot of things we can do. Yeah. But there are many things we cannot do. Yeah. When we do our own part, God will do his own part. Mm-hmm. And that's my encouragement for those of us that are listening today. Yeah. Let's start to do our own part wherever God has placed you. You don't need to go far. I've seen many people going to the street to evangelize. They are wasting their time. Begin in your home. Be the hand and the feet of Jesus Christ. Do what Jesus did in your own neighborhood. And people will come to the Lord. Begin in your own family. Begin with your partner. Begin with your children. Begin with your with your people on the, on your street. People are there. They are they are looking for a sense of belonging. The the the, the whole world is broken. The world is broken in in a in a geographical line, in a in a in a cultural line, in a, you know, so much discrimination. Nobody nobody wants to to be a blessing to anybody anymore. But that is the the advantage we have as followers of Jesus Christ that we can we can bridge all this brokenness in the world. We can bridge the relationships. We can bring people together in sense of community and belongingness. People can flourish when they are in a community of love, of caring, of belonging. They will prosper. They will enjoy life. You don't need thousands of euros to enjoy life. No. Let me give you a story of a man. I read this some years ago. The man was sitting down enjoying his life fishing. And somebody came there and said, Oh, man, you are a good fisherman. Why don't you go and get a net so that you can catch more fish? And the man said, why do I need to do that? And the person said, oh, if you catch more fish, you can buy a big boat. And the man said, what for? He said, then you can have, you can travel all over the sea and catch many fish and sell them and get rich. And then the man said, then what? Then you can enjoy your life. And the man asked him, what am I doing now? Am I not enjoying my life now? <laughs> do I need to go to all those trouble mm-hmm. to come and enjoy life? Now I'm just enjoying life, fishing. Mm-hmm and enjoy myself. So all the things we are running after, I tell you, my friend, we may accomplish them, but we leave them here and go one day. Just like Pastor Elias said, we start life the day we are born, and there's a time appointed to every man to die. Some people die before that time. My prayer is that none of us will die before our time. But a day is coming that we are going to go with all our material accomplishments, they will all be left behind. It is what we do yeah. that will re- that will remain and follow us. The work we do here, yeah. the love we share, the relationship we bridge, the people we help, yeah. those are the things that will follow us to eternity. Mm-hmm. I want to advise us to focus on serving, serving God and serving humanity. That is the way we can prosper. Very well said. I think uh, it's... Uh, well, listeners, if you are following this program and you would like to, uh, you know, you would like to call in or make a contribution, please feel free to do so. The studio line is 02073 We're talking about practical keys to excellence 
for the believer in 2018. And clearly, it's not only for the believer, but for every human being. So even if you're not a believer yet, you can still follow uh, these keys uh, in order to have an excellent life. Uh, uh, as is this now, we are zeroing in on the key things, uh, key things that are eternal value, things that, are, that go beyond material things. And so the service to ourselves, service to our neighbors, service to people who are in need, these are the key things that I believe uh, our, our guests uh, on the panel are, are sharing with us. Uh, by the way, uh, I mentioned earlier, and it looks like you're, you're all missing that point, there are practical roadblocks to us expressing some of these things. So we need to know how we can overcome some of these practical roadblocks, like connecting with a neighbors. Or oh, you spoke about like asking to weed their garden or asking to uh, do certain things for them. These are all, I think, very good. Um, but I don't know whether we have fully uh, addressed some of the real issues that we have seen when it comes to even getting close to somebody you don't know in this modern world and in the cities of our world these days uh, so i think one of the ways we can succeed we can we can we can succeed as a church community is to is to devise solutions to some of these obstacles which are there we cannot deny that you know so i, I, I yes I, what, can we look at some of these obstacles and how we can really overcome them yeah, um, if I would say something here. Before you say something, Apostle, I miss your nice music this morning. Some, 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 sometimes you put some just a short music to refresh us. But go ahead. I just want to say that. <laughs> Well, the doctor himself is speaking, so put music for him. <laughs> I, I wish he knew, he knew the one he wants to listen to. Play for. Him. Uh, you can put uh, the the uh, Jehovah is your name. I think he okay. will like that All as well. Right. Okay, well, even as well, yes. point, The point I want to make is that some of some of, if we look at the way the people here behave, yeah. you will not go yeah. that mild because. Uh, once you want to show kindness to them, they're always already thinking that there's something you need. And then we, as believers, we are doing everything just to penetrate, to create the atmosphere, which is very, very conducive. Yes, of course, like where we live, uh, our neighbors, they know who we are, and uh, we go the extra mile to show kindness to them. That's why the cat came, and then we had to go over to go and uh, uh, let them know that this cat have come. Uh, but somehow along the line, it took me time before even I could talk to her uh, and for her to open up to tell me that her husband was at the verge of divorcing her. Okay? So it took it took time because she was wondering, do I trust or do I not trust him? But there's another, there, there are other uh, elderly ones who were at this other side of us. Those ones, they are elderly, and the U.S. assume that at that age, they would know what kindness means and what love is. These are people who are almost 70-something years, and then seeing uh, people who are younger living next to them, I think they should be able to show, show that love. But the more you come close to them, you're even inviting them. They are pushing you, pushing you. But when they invite us, we go. When we invite them, they don't come. So you go about wondering. So, I mean, inviting them not even to church activity, but less fellowship. When they invite us, we go. We feel very free to go to them. But coming to us, it's like, oh, we have this, we have this, we have that. And when we go, we, we feel free. Anything they give us, we just try to share. 
you know, stay with them, talk with them. But for them to open up, it's like it's something else. So if we are going only to be going to neighbors, I know that this there was a course we took with that man. Pastelias, that uh, that biblical man, yeah. uh, Mister, who told us there were so, there are some neighbors who, when you do what you can, you cannot get them. Just leave them. That way, he told us leave because you cannot. Those are not the sort of neighbors that Jesus was talking about. This man told us. So <clears throat> you try as much as can. If you, if you do your best to show love and you are not, just continue to be looking for other ones because there are some neighbors. No matter how you try, if you remember, this case came up during his time. This man told us clearly, there are some of them who are, who will never, never be ready to accept you, no matter what you do. So those are, that he even said, those are not the neighbors Jesus spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> love, love your neighbors yourself. <laughs> so, so if you, uh, the, the only thing we have to do is to just keep praying and uh, keep believing God. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's share this music in the meantime. I think we still have to deal with that. Find a way to deal with our neighbors properly. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to take a short break. But hang on, about Eyo. Welcome to interrupt at any time with a call if you want to contribute to this discussion. This is a pastoral forum, and we currently on a very short uh, musical break. Uh, coming to you via Radio Voice of Niger. We're talking about practical keys to excellence for the believer in 2018. If you have anything you want to share, you have a question you want to ask, uh, feel free to do so. Our guest this morning are Reverend Dr. Moses Alagbe and uh, Reverend Elias Ajima. Both of them uh, PCC, uh, PCC executives. Okay. So enjoy the music, but you're welcome to interact with us if you feel like so.
ladies and gentlemen, and let me just uh, cut the music and let's get back to work. Um, let me welcome back uh, our guest, Reverend Dr. Moses and Reverend Hi, uh, Jiman. Something I viewed it already. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, okay. sir. Thank um, you, sir. Yes. May I ask a question? Um, is there more we can do, really? Because uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 tells us that uh, uh, the fivefold ministry is supposed to equip the body for works of service. Uh, I mean, we cannot deny the fact that service to humanity is our core and principal core. As believers, isn't it? Yes. So um, now, now, given some of the, if you, as we have just had a glimpse into some of the things that we, practical uh, difficulties we face in showing love or giving service, uh, do you think that the church should focus more or a little bit more on equipping people in terms of how to deal with practical difficulties in manifesting? the life of Christ or by way of service to, to humanity and to our communities. Do you think we should do, we, there's more we can do in that area? This is uh, to all of us on the panel. Pastor Elias, I want to listen to you. Apostle, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think, uh, you know, the community yes. is facing most of challenges mm -hmm. as a result of maybe they neglected the church or the church is not doing his duty. Practically, if you look through history, all the good things, institutions, and anything that is meant to help humanity originated from the church. It's true. And along the line, we, uh, as times unfolding, the church perhaps has been deviated, have deviated from the main core. Mm. <clears throat> and perhaps that is one of the challenges. So I completely agree with you that one of the great things that the church needs to revisit, try to educate the people, bringing us back to the basis, the main reason why we are here just to serve the community and the people. Mm -hmm. And from there, I think, uh, you know, it's like we, we, we just sow the seed and it's God who's going to give the increase. As far as we are doing the, the things that God has called us to do, yeah. the rest, I think he will do it. So I agree with you 100% that the church needs to go back, try to revisit uh, our past mm -hmm. and just try to bring those good old days mm -hmm. back again into the community. And leaving as an example, yeah. not the, 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 the theoretical and just people uh, misusing the name of Christ for gains and other things, but becoming selfless yeah. only yeah. purely for the gospel. Very important. I think, yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Moses, your turn now. Yeah, <clears throat> thank you, Pastor Elias, for, for that uh, <clears throat> contribution. I want to go back to the scripture the apostle just uh, quoted, yeah. Ephesians 4. Yeah. Because the service is not to serve on its own. It has a purpose. Mm -hmm. That scripture said, he himself gave some mm -hmm. to be apostles, yeah. some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers yeah. for the keeping of the saints for the work of service or yeah. work of ministry, yeah. or the edifying of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Till we'll all, That verse 13 and 14 is very important. Mm -hmm. Till we all come... Yeah. To the unity of of the faith yeah. 
and the knowledge yeah. of the Son of God uh -huh. to a perfect man yes. to the measure of the statue Such of the fullness of Christ. Absolutely. So the goal of our service is to become like Christ, yeah. which we lost mm -hmm. in the beginning of creation. Mm -hmm. The perfect man. I mean, if we keep that in mind, that every service I'm doing is drawing me closer to become like Christ, to become the man that God created me to be, yeah. that will make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that will influence the way we do our service with passion, yeah. without doing it with any motive, mm -hmm. but love. Yeah. Because most of the service we do, people have a lot of motive for doing what they do. Yeah. And like Pastor Elias said, we need to begin in the church. Mm. Because many people are leaving the church today just because of all the challenges and problems we have because the church itself, the people themselves, we've become self-focused to each other anymore. Yeah. We are not interested in what is going on in the life of no. uh, members of our churches. Yeah, yeah. Even some members don't know where other members are living. They don't know what other yeah. members are going through. Yeah. They don't even care to know. They are only there for them, for God to bless them. Yeah. All our prayers, all our all-night all prayers, we suffer so much. I mean, some of the things we are doing, we need to stop doing. Yeah. Because, because unfortunately, for, for me, we, let, let we, me just we, read this point. For yeah, me, yeah. the purpose of all-night, yeah. why do people go to all-night? Mm -hmm. If you if you ask so many people, it's just for personal breakthrough. Yes, no. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing wrong for personal breakthrough. Ooh. We all need personal. But why do you need personal breakthrough? Mm -hmm. Is it because you want to go and fight for somebody or defend somebody or serve somebody or you need money to bless somebody? No. Why we do our personal breakthrough is just for us, for ourselves, mm. to have what we have, to to sit on what we have, and to enjoy what we have. That's not Christ. Mm. That is, Jesus went to 40 days of prayer and fasting in order to serve humanity, mm. in order to love God and love people and be a blessing to the people. That is why he went to fast and pray. Okay, so, Moses, so you are saying, I think you are, you, you are agreeing to the fact that we need... Uh, we need to actually train, we need to uh, equip the church, the body of Christ, better yes. than we have so far. So you agree? Okay. Well, let just one minute, uh, just uh, 10 seconds, uh, just a uh, closing word from each of you, and then we'll be done. Yes. Closing word. Uh, Pastor Elias, please. Well, I really want to take this opportunity to thank you and our listeners. And I think uh, it's about time that we need to go back to the basis mm. that the core duty of we as people must save yeah. people and also love God and people as well. And that's excellent. Okay, Dr. Moses, please. Yes, I also want to thank you uh, for inviting us to share this important topic. But the one, uh, Maxwell said, um, everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm. So I want to encourage all our leaders leading the churches to revisit the purpose of which God has called us into, the, into this kingdom. Yeah. And to train our people and their kids and be an example, to be a model for them of service. Yes. Thank you and God bless. Thank you so much. Thank you for making time to come and share your thoughts uh, in this program. And listeners, uh, we want to thank you also for being with us and uh, we want to live with you the peace of God. Have a great week until 
We come your way again next week. Until then, God bless you richly. God bless Pastoral Forum. I know you must have missed it uh, in a long while. So I uh, enjoyed some music. Uh, uh, I will be bringing to you a little intro to um, the topic of creating jobs for 50 pluses before we finally sign off. We'll do that in the next uh, for the next about 10 to 15 minutes or so. But for now, enjoy this music from. I'm Oji Nana, Pastor Nana, yeah, watch it. Hosanna.
welcome to Majesty TV Network, Majesty Christian TV Network. It's a joy to welcome you this hour. My name is Apostle Larry Dawkins. Um, well, today I'm standing in for our hostess, Apostle Helen Ruth Dawkins. And so I'm so glad to be uh, sitting on her seat right now. Today I'm going to take you on a journey. We're going to explore the topic of uh, creating jobs for 50 plus. Uh, 50 plus is somebody who is 50 years and above. And uh, you probably are aware of the fact that it's quite a challenge for people in that age group to for various reasons. Uh, in a part of the country, uh, here in the Netherlands, uh, this problem is also prevalent. Uh, and so we want to look into it to see what can be done. In fact, I know that even a party has been set up specifically to champion the cause and the interests of people who are 50 plus because there are hidden issues over there. Uh, now, we had planned for this uh, program a panel of uh, you know, people from uh, the job industry, recruitment industry, but also possibly from the 50 plus party. Uh, well, unfortunately, synchronizing our agendas has not been that easy until this time. But hopefully, we'll, we, we'll, we intend to bring a follow-up to this. But for now, we have in the studio a veteran uh, job recruiter who's worked many years in the job recruitment industry. And with him, we'll be discussing and looking at this topic. And uh, let's see what, what we, what, whether we can find some solutions to the problems that are prevalent uh, with the 50 pluses. I'm honored this, uh, our ladies and gentlemen, to listen to you, one of our own, uh, Mr. Kwame Akotai. He is now the CEO of um, Akotai Services, uh, which is actually a cleaning services uh, activity. But we know also that on the side, he is a football agency. That is, if you have candidates who are doing very well, uh, who want to play on an international soccer field uh, is one, one person who you should see who can connect you. So I'd like to welcome to the show this hour, uh, Mr. Kwame Akute. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank How are you doing? I'm okay. Thank yeah, you for I was saying that in your, in your program. You're most welcome. Yeah, thank I was you. saying that uh, we haven't, it's been a while since we last met, but thank yeah. God. This program has caused us to to to, uh, to get together. Yes. Uh huh. Well, uh, I'm quite confident that you were able to help us with some of the questions we have uh, regarding well. the process. Uh, <laughs> mainly so. because you are in the job recruitment industry, so at least you have yeah. some insight as to how things are working. Okay. Um, so. I would like to start off by asking the question, uh, what are some of the reasons why 50 pluses are very often not hired by companies? Well, it's a, it's a very good question. Um, from my experience, what, what I built on the um, many years that I've been working. Yeah. Uh, That's about how many in total, if you can tell us? Uh, like the past 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. I've been working at uh, Tempo Team, yeah. also at Goed Werk, Bureau, where we, we were uh, mostly helping migrants to get work yeah. in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And the problem that 50 pluses most of the time are facing are, mm -hmm. uh, one, most companies uh, have problem with the risk. 
risk, risk factor. Mm -hmm. uh, risk of getting sick, for example. Most of the time, elderly people um, yeah, get more, or the chance for them to become sick yeah. is more higher than the younger mm -hmm. uh, ones. Mm -hmm. Secondly, um, is that the older people have certain ways of working. They have certain ways of working. Yeah, you notice that they have built over the years experiences yeah. and they have their own way of working. And most companies are sometimes afraid mm -hmm. that they cannot adapt them easily. Adapt them easily. It's like they say, you cannot, you cannot teach an old horse a new trick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so it becomes difficult for them. Yeah. It's like, for example, mm. the younger generation knows how to operate WhatsApp. Very easy. Yeah. You know, but mm. if I give my mother an iPhone mm. to operate WhatsApp, it is very difficult for her to learn. Mm. So, and that is the same way co companies think. Mm. Sometimes it is very difficult for them to change certain ways of work or change certain things with the elderly people. Yeah. And that's one of mostly the reason why is that they choose mostly for the younger ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, quite interesting. Has it been like, uh, well, I know these days technology is driving a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, would you say that this problem has been around for a while uh, or is because of the onset of the technology age and that is why uh, they have become skeptical or skeptically engaging uh, the elderly people? No, you know, um, with the elderly people is that uh, mostly technology goes fast, you know, and some of them, they don't uh, keep themselves busy with, with the new things that is coming up. Yeah. And um, it causes, um, how do I put it? I would, put, I would say it causes a lot of problems that they don't grow. Mm. They have come to a stage that they have reached their level yeah. and they are not moving further. Mm. You know, and companies want to move. They want to bring new ideas. They are looking for people that will bring new uh, ideas, innovations. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't bring new innovations for certain position, then they might be looking for new generations that will try to help the company to go uh, yeah. to the next level. Mm. Don't you think that, I mean, I really want you, uh, okay, you as a recruiter, yeah. you're not the one who gives the job directly, but you're an yeah. intermediary yeah. between the uh, em uh, those who are seeking the job and the employee. employee. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know whether, you know, this would apply Mm -hmm. to all people, mm -hmm. all 50 pluses, because these problems that you are mentioning, it sounds reasonable, mm -hmm. but I don't think every 50 pluser, for example, is set in his ways and is likely to fall sick from time to time, mm -hmm. and therefore is, is, I mean, poses a risk to a, a, a potential em employer. Mm -hmm. How do you react on that? No, of course, it's, it's, it is not a general thing, you know? It's not every 50... It's not every 50... It's a myth which must be broken because before you know, it's not really the way people are anticipating it to be, but it's just a myth, a belief that people have that, oh, people, because they are older, they are likely to be falling sick and to go into hospital and maybe staying away from job and, and all that and, and, and because and you can also teach them new tricks. 
I know of some elderly people, they are yeah. really smart with technology, smart with the, I mean, they are fit as well. Yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, better than even lazy young people. It's <laughs> true, it's true, it's, it's true what you're saying, but you have to look at it individually. Yeah, exactly. Um, it also has to do with the job, the kind of job that the person is going to do. Yeah. You know, for example, if you look to security jobs, for example, um, mostly elderly people are actually um, more respected yeah. you know, no, no. than the younger one. Because, for example, if you're standing... Well, unfortunately, I'm going to have to end this one here as our time is almost up. I'm going to leave you with a song of Shenach uh, Omema giving thanks. And I look forward to us being together again God willing next week. Take care of yourself and a happy new year one more time.